Where do you think you're going? Did you really think that you could escape from one of our tier list episodes? You had the audacity to think that we weren't going to now review and rank every single title episode from Amphibia Season 3? And honestly, if that's too slimy for you, you have no frogging idea what you're in for. Let's get right to the core of our ranking, because there's really only so long that we can spend talking about this Magical Toad show for children. Welcome back to My Parents' Basement, the only show that is not that person anymore. I'm Griffin. I'm Sam. I I both hate and love that one. You're, you're fucking welcome. That was just the peak of my brain like five minutes ago. I'm not gonna lie. Re- reading all those puns and seeing all that made me feel kind of dirty like I'm coated in some sort of grime. It doesn't hit ass. as well the second time. <laughs> no, it, no doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm really upset. I said that, like, I read the his thing, and I said that, and I was <laughs> I immediately said fuck afterwards because I was so upset that I wasted that. <laughs> All right. Ugh. All right. Let's let, let let's hot pop right into it. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you're so good at this. <laughs> Yeah, let's just let's just get right into the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah. Um Okay. So let's start with season three, the new normal. Yeah. So yeah, last last week we were foolish enough to think that we could do the, this entire tier list in one episode, but we did uh, seasons one and two of Amphibia ranking every single episode. Uh, you'll have a link to the what the tier list actually looks like. Yeah. Um, it'll be in the, the description. In the description. Yeah, so we're just going to jump right in, because we, we want to um, finish this up, and we also want to like have some time to talk about Season 3 of Amphibia, because we haven't really yet. Um, yeah. And then, if at the end, if there's time, which I guess you'll see a time code for, we'll, we'll drop some news from this past week. Well, the, the issue last time was, we thought we, there'd be some episodes where we could just gloss over them. But yeah. For some, but for some unknown reason, we had something to say about every single episode. Yeah, good or bad. Yeah, which really shows how, like, the the depth of this show. That, like, even an episode that we consider throwaway, we had something to say. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, maybe we just like the show too much. Anyway, let's go with the new normal, the start of mm-hmm. season three. Um, I would say B tier. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think, um, it's like, it's definitely way slower compared to true colors and it's obviously not going to try to like follow that up it's kind of like trying to welcome you into season three and like the vibes that you're going to have in the human world um so i think it's like a decent intro yeah i would say it's it's like at least better than lily pad tie yeah yeah for sure but like i think a little better than return to wood honestly too Mm mm-hmm like the the issue is is the whiplash because True Colors was just so nonstop and like is so perfect. Yeah, and, and like while stuff is happening in the human world, of like oh I gotta hide the frogs from my parents or whatever. Um, you're like what the fuck is happening with like with Marcy and like Sasha and like all these other things that feel way more important that yeah, you don't really it, get to in this episode. And kind of seems a little too relaxed in this episode. Yeah. And, like, obviously there's, like, a huge emotional moment with her um, seeing her parents again. That's, like, huge. Yeah, but what that was honestly spoiled because it was the clip they released 
in yeah. preparation for this episode. Yeah, exactly. But like, it it's also just like I think the beginning of season three is really funny in all of the episodes. This they turn the funny. humor up to ten. Yeah, yeah. This is a really funny episode, especially the the whole quarantine thing. Yeah, <laughs> I really like that montage. Yeah, it, it's very uh very indirect quarantine. Um, yeah, but, but yeah it, it's really funny. Yeah, but I think I think right there is a perfect place for it. Mm-hmm. Hop till you drop. This is. Do you remember this one? It's the one where they go to the mall. Yeah, this is the one where like they trust the the frogs to go out. Um, they don't know that they're frogs yet. Do do, do her parents know that they're frogs yet? Yeah, her parents know that they're frogs. Like the minute they meet. Okay. Okay. Hi, we're the Planters. Yeah. <laughs> the lovable frog family that Anne told you all about. <laughs> I um, I like this episode because I I it gives them their human disguises. Yeah. And, like, I, and also, <laughs> again, it is like this is a perfect introduction to this human world. Yeah, yeah. Like like these first couple episodes have been like the introduction to Earth world, which I think is it does pretty well. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this better than the new normal. Me too. The only thing I don't really like is that. It feels like Hot Pop is like like Hot Pop is really funny in the human world, but he feels like kind of like it, it doesn't feel like his character really. He feels like an idiot. He's yeah, an idiot. and it's like like yeah, you know, he's he's curious and whatever. But like, I feel like it makes a lot more sense for like Sprig and Polly to be like curious and crazy, whereas Hot Pop, I don't know. I feel like they should have just done something different instead of also just like being I feel an like idiot. He, I feel like he should have been overly cautious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like traumatized or something yeah like that like i really like this episode more than a lot of the others from season 3a but like i i do think the hot pop stuff takes it down for me because in the back of my mind i'm going why is he more responsible in his own world like he's so nervous about everything in his world yeah and then suddenly here with like when he has nothing that he understands he's like feels like a different character and like like you said it's the humor is like still there it's still really funny but it's just weird yeah i think the thing they were going for was because of how dangerous amphibia is and how Mm -hmm. Anne always talked up earth as so much safer Mm -hmm. i think that's what they were going for because all all he's heard is good things he doesn't feel the need to be overly cautious yeah yeah i guess that makes sense but like again like you said like i feel like he still would be Mm -hmm. all right turning point a tier, absolute A tier episode. Episode's fucking great, dude. I I don't think I think it goes. Oh, where'd it go? I think it goes, um, <laughs> like probably above children of the, like toe tax. Um, uh, where is toe tax? It's like below. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say that yeah, around there maybe. Checks mm-hmm. out. I can go with that. Yeah, I'll put it below Fort in the Road. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is, like, a really fun episode, and, like, it it's not fun in the sense, like, the way Hop Till You Drop is. Mm-hmm. It's fun in the sense, like, it brings us back to Amphibia, and yeah. it, show, it shows Sasha's perspective on everything that happened. Yeah, well, and, and you immediately see what Amphibia is like now, and also any Sasha, Sasha and Grimes episode is, like, fantastic, of course. Yeah, it is really like Grime is still one of my favorite characters of all time. Yeah, <laughs> and like I absolutely love 
like well a we get to see marcy get shanked again and mm. b and b um i just love so what do we do now i'm going to toss you out the window what <laughs> <laughs> i think that line made me laugh so hard it was just so funny and like it it does like set up a lot for 3b because like it gives a reason for wartwood to actually trust sasha after what she did yeah no i I think yeah it also does a really good job of setting that up of like how sasha gets to wartwood and and, like what she's doing as i guess the defender slash like friend there when she was an enemy yeah also um i think this episode like does a great job at really starting her character arc yeah yeah exactly like she had been on like this character arc for like about two seasons now and this is like when she's like you know what i really was a shit person wasn't i oh yeah yeah like the start of growth outside of true colors where like you really didn't have time because there's so much going on yeah i really like that and I also like the action in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, Wally's in it, and I like me some Wally. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's just a good episode. Mm-hmm. And also Joe Sparrow's in it, <laughs> which which if you listened last time, we love us some Joe Sparrow. We love us some Joe Sparrow. All right. Tie Feud. I like that um, title. I really like that title. I, I, I really like the title. I don't like this episode as much because I, I don't know. I just think the plot is kind of stupid. It is kind of stupid. It's Sprig. It's a Sprig episode. That's all we have to say. Yeah. Look at where all episode. the Sprig episodes are. Yeah. Is this like all... the stupid food truck guy I, I don't like? Yeah. It's the stupid food truck guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't care about this person. So, like, I don't care about the, like, conflict. Yeah, I... Like, again, this is a funny episode, but the mm-hmm. plot is so bullshit. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I like about it is that, like, the ending sequence with driving the truck is, like, fun. Like, any of those, like, silly sequences that happen in, in this uh, season, like, there's one a little bit later with a, a clown balloon. Oh, my God, I can't <laughs> um, remember what episode like, that's in. Me neither, but... <laughs> oh, wait, no, like, I, re- like, I remember really, which really one fun. it's in. I, I remember which one it's in. Um, yeah, but, like... I don't know. I kind of want to put this in like near the bottom of C tier. Yeah, we could put it like low, lowish C tier. But like you said, like it is still funny. Um, I also think like they shouldn't have been like cool with the fucking guy after that. They should be like, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah, you're an well, asshole. Also, also, to be fair, that guy really wasn't doing anything bad. Yeah, he was. He was an idiot, but he and he was annoying. But like Sprig almost killed Anne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that that's kind of bad. Also, I'm bu- should this go above or below Bessie and Michelangelo? This can go. I, I feel like this can go above Family Fishing Trip. Remember right. Family Fishing Trip? I like that better. <laughs> okay, or, yeah. I like this better. Yeah, well, both involve Sprig almost killing somebody because he's oh, like yeah. a little asshole. God, we we like Sprig. I feel like we should yeah. point that out. We like him. It's just his episodes all suck. Just, yeah, something happens whenever he's the center of an episode. It's like all the writers just drop dead and they bring in like their children. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, guys, uh, it's another Sprig episode. All of our writers quit. <laughs> the writers were on strike. Like, like it was in their contract specifically for Sprig episodes that they didn't have to show up. <laughs> Oh god. Adventure in cat sitting. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know where this one goes. I actually kind of like this episode. I, I like that everyone's, like, good-spirited in the episode. I really like it, too. But I have a heart... I, I don't think it goes in A tier, but it goes definitely in B tier. Yeah, it, it's, like, very much just a, uh, like, side episode. Like, it doesn't really contribute anything. Um, I, 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 like, I like Domino. I like how Domino is... 100% a cat, and it acts like a real cat in that it is a fucking force of chaos. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I also love how, like, they look at it and they're having PTSD to Domino too. <laughs> yeah, who is a fucking Cthulhu monster? <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I, I would... If, if, a, if a thing that looked exactly like that ki- tried to kill me... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like... I think it's better than, um, like, Best Franz, but not Contagion. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with that. I, I, also, the end with, um, Anne's dad, like, talking to the planters, meaning, like, you, like, literally don't owe us anything. Like, you, like, kept our daughter alive for the whole time while she was in a different world is, like, really, really touching. I really like that. That's the best part of the episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, we haven't talked about Anne's parents yet, have we, at all? But no, we have like, not mentioned Ed's parents. They're the fucking goats. <laughs> we, I love Ed's parents they're the fucking so best. much. I thought they would just be like these like sticks in the mud. Yeah. Because like whenever Anne talks about them, it's usually not in a good light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But like, with the exception of Hopping Mall, but like, they are like the best parents. Yeah. The. The amount of times that they just, like, roll with the punches is insane. <laughs> it is. It's. I think they even bring that up at one point. Like, we have been surprisingly patient with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how... Uh, I don't actually know when it is, but, like, the fact that they see, like, how much their child is, like, grown is, is like, a really mature idea for a kid's show, I feel like, to be bringing up. Yeah, that a kid can grow any at any time. Yeah, especially, like, I guess for them it's extreme because, like, they didn't see their daughter for a while. So when she comes back, she, like, feels very different. It's cool. It's cool. For six months. Yeah. They thought she was dead. (laughs) Um, No, but I also really like Anne's dad just gets the brunt of everything. Oh, my God. (laughs) He, like, my one of a kind limited edition controller, and then just gets destroyed. (laughs) This poor guy. I'm about to beat this 10-hour boss fight. <laughs> he just trying to game with his bros and he gets fucking to the power shuts off. I know. I feel so bad for this man. Uh, he really is. He really is such a good sport. And so is the mom. Yeah. Like, think about the mom. We didn't talk about the mom in Thai Feud. Like, even with that dude, she's like, I, we appreciate you. You're like our best customer. But you gotta stop. What? Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta cut it out, bro. They're just very real people. Yeah, it, it's great. I also think it helps that everyone else in this human world is kind of like an exaggerated version of like a human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like we didn't even talk about the like. There's this part in Adventure and Cat Sitting where they're like trying to get everyone out of like this. Um, was it a was it like a Greek restaurant? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, Greek or Middle Eastern, because I thought there was, like, um, like, gyro. Yeah, I thought it was, like, gyro, gyro. Yeah, whatever. yeah, maybe it's Greek, whatever. And, and one, like, one of them is like, my meat is delicious, but is it worth your life, Karen? And he's like, my name is, Ste- my name is Stephanie, but you have a point. <laughs> like, everyone's just, like, comically cartoonish. Yeah. 
No, it, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, which which really gets exemplified in the next one, Fight at the Museum. Mm-hmm. God, the titles in this in this season They're are great. just so great. I really like this episode. I'm I can't remember what happens in this outside of them like meeting with the um, museum employee. They find the pot that depicts um, a frog with the music box. Right. Are they? Is this when they're, they're like trying to research into like the portal? Right. Yeah, and also it's when the it's when the robot attacks again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we forgot to mention that in the first episode, Andrea sends a robot after mm-hmm. Anne. So like like an assassin robot. Yeah, it's kind of a cool design. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. And like, and in this one, like they fight at the museum. Hmm. Which I I really like. I think this one kind of goes at the bo- like above um, Family Shrub. Where is Family Shrub? It's an A tier. Oh, um, I, I don't I don't think I remembered this well enough to think that it was an A tier. But it, it, if you remember it better, then you can you can put it in an A. I just really like the entire like. There's also just one line in this that I fucking love. It's when they're in the guillotine and Hop Up just goes, "Eat the rich," and he cuts <laughs> off the arms. <laughs> Holy shit, that is so good. That's the best moment. That's the best Hot Pop moment. God, God, I love Hot Pop. He is so great. Like he he has really grown in this season oh, in this he's series. So fucking funny. Uh, oh, this picture, dude. <laughs> the temple frog picture. Yeah. <laughs> for, for those of you who are looking at the list, it's them, but like as weirdly realistic frogs. I think Polly's is the worst. Polly's is definitely the worst. He's like a creepy, like middle stage tadpole thing. Oh god, it's horrifying. <laughs> I love it. I gotta wonder if this is what they actually look like. <laughs> yeah. You'd understand, and at the beginning of the show, way more. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Oh God! But w- I think this goes like m- bottom, maybe middle of B tier. Yeah, I-, I think for a like side episode, it's like decent. I know it's I like good. it better than New Wartwood, but I'm thinking, is it better than Little Frog Town? Yeah, I, I-, I think it's definitely. Uh, no, actually, I-, I think Little Frog Town is better. Me too. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, I, I like the episode well enough, but it's sort of, like, weird, every, like, everyone is just accepting of them being frogs. I mean, I guess it's because, like, you guys saved Anne's life. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. There, like, what makes this episode so great is, like, Anne is, Anne's family is Thai. Mm-hmm. And they really lean into that with this episode. And it's like a great, like, this is what the, a Thai family is like. This is what yeah. the Thai community is. And I think it does a really great job of, like, immersing you in that experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a really, really cool dive into, like, Thai culture. Yeah. Like, we get to see, like, um, like uh their version of like theater with hot pop we get to see the mm. some of the sports they play with sprig and we even get to see the the little the little children being taught thai <laughs> also i fucking love that polly can just speak fluent thai yeah and, like all the other kids are just fucking annoyed at her for being like a know-it-all <laughs> yeah of course that's exactly what kids would be like though yeah that's really and, it's really good and i also like that like 
yeah, Anne wants to get them home, but the mom, but her mom is like, Miss Boonchoy is like, look, you know why this is important to us? Because when you were gone for six months, mm-hmm. they were helping us and they were yeah. keeping us sane. Like, what you're doing is shit, and I'm gonna call you out on it. Another reason we like Miss Boonchoy. Yeah. Ugh. She's so good. It is such a good episode. But, like, it's not that great of an episode also. <laughs> but also that? Yeah. Well, it's because, yeah. Because Anne is kind of just an asshole throughout the entire episode. Yeah, it's like Anne is, like, uncharacteristically weird. Because, like, considering, like, what you said, like, how, like, great these people, like, the whole community is, and, like, how her parents have just asked her to do this one thing, and she just decides, like, I can't wait for no reason. I know. It's very weird. And mm-hmm. especially, like, with... Like, I feel like she learned this in Amphibia. Mm-hmm. I feel like she got this lesson already, so I was just really confused why they were redoing it again. Yeah, it, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, although it is nice to see everyone, like, join together. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, everyone is way too okay with these, ro- <laughs> with these frogs. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, fixing Frobo. Um, I think this goes high B. I... I- like this episode um as a as a stem appreciator i like um how it shows uh people like learning about Uh, um, like robotics um, and shit like that i think it's called as a nerd (laughs) as a stem appreciator as i was saying before i was so rudely interrupted (laughs) so fucking rudely interrupted um I really, I really like the robotics people. I don't remember their name at all. Neither do I. Their names. I don't, I don't remember most of the human characters, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, with one exception, with one major exception. Um, but I, I, I like that. Like, you know, it, it shows that Polly is like smart, and like you, you probably, I, I think they like showed already that like Polly is smart, but she doesn't just like a fucking whiz where she can just make ro- like a robot out of nothing like she has to actually study and like learn and work hard and I, I think that's like really cool that they showcase that i also really like how they show that like the the actual uses of the internet as opposed oh, yeah. to everything on the internet is awful it's mm-hmm. like they even mention at the end it's like well maybe we should have been using the internet to actually learn something instead of just watching cat videos like <laughs> oh shit we could have we could have been using this the whole time I know, I really like how this is, like, the first show I've seen in a while where they're not, like, the internet sucks. Like, Yeah, all oh, the internet is just memes and, and stuff, yeah. Um, I, I also like... Metal Gear is like, the internet is memes, yeah. Jack! Jack, t- turn off the console, Raiden! <laughs> yeah! Um, but I, I also think it, it's, like, really, really cool how, like, in the end, pretty much, uh, Polly, like, kind of fails. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't really succeed at fixing Frobo, uh, but I think that's still, like, a really good message because, like, sometimes, and uh, I feel like a lot of shows don't do this, like, sometimes you just, like, don't succeed. Like, you try your fucking hardest and you don't succeed and that's okay. And, like, you, you should still come out there with a positive message. Yeah, although this episode does fuck over Anne's dad so many times. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just constantly. The poor guy. <laughs> Anytime that something goes wrong with Frobo, he's the one that suffers. Yeah, he he pays. He's just the innocent bystander. Oh, the poor man. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. But, like, where does it go? Um, I feel like you said, like, middle of B. Um, I, th- I would say above Anner Beast. Yeah, we can do that. 
Like, I think it's on par with Anna of the Year, but mm-hmm. I think Anna of the Year creeps it out because it takes place in Amphibia. Yeah. Which we yeah. have both agreed is, like, the more interesting setting by far. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, although, I also do really, like... I think it's so weird that she just reaches out to two people from YouTube and they pick up and don't have any questions. That's really weird. And then they just, like, show up because apparently they live nearby, I guess. Yeah, that's the that's the only part I couldn't wrap my head yeah. around is how like, they oh, got there. Yeah, like, oh, a random fan that DM'd me. I'm, I'm gonna go over there. <laughs> and I guess they were like, concerned about her, but still. Yeah, but, like, they, ha- they came on scooters. I don't yeah. think they were electric scooters either. They just fucking powered over there. Yeah, that's the only part I don't buy. <laughs> oh. Alright. And Sterminator. This is the one where we finally get rid of Assassin Robo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the one where we've learned how much Anne has actually grown. Yeah. Although, I feel like her mom was way too harsh on her in this episode. She was, but I feel like it was, like, for the point of, like, her, her mom having the growth, uh, like, at the end of the episode. Because, like, they sort of, like, upped the conflict between Anne and her mom that, like, hadn't really been there, but it was for, like, the resolution at the end. Yeah, but that's also the thing, is the conflict hasn't been there the entire season. Yeah, it, it, it's it, not perfect, but I, like, I get why they did it. And even in this episode, like, it's not there. At the beginning, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And because she didn't tell this one thing, and yeah, okay, fine, it is a big thing. Yeah. But, like, because she didn't say anything about it, her mom immediately does like a 180 and is like, you are a liar and you didn't grow up and everything I've seen so far has just been an act. You suck. Like, Yeah, her mom just completely flips on her for like no reason. Uh, that's like really the main conflict of the episode. But yeah, I don't know. It, it feels kind of weird and unrealistic. Yeah. Like, again, Anne is 13. Yeah. I think she's allowed some leeway. How do you tell your parent, hey, there's a ro- murderous robot after me, but I ca- you can't keep me locked up in this yeah. house? Well, and uh, also, too, like, this all comes after we've had scenes of, like, her parents acknowledging how much she's grown and how she's, like, so different from the irresponsible teenager that she was. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, it, it feels like it kind of goes backwards for a bit. But- like I know we're I know we're harping on this a lot, but it you said it. It is like the main it is the B plot of this entire episode. Mm-hmm. And it gets brought up a lot. Like they're running for their lives and Anne's mom still finds time like, to get on her case yeah, so about like, this. Yell at her. <laughs> I do like though this episode the like fucking creepy Anne dolls that make it into the the robot chase somehow. Oh my I that I thought that was just gonna be a throwaway joke. The fact yeah. that those actually come back—that's <laughs> really good. And it's also the second time this season Anne uses her powers. Yeah, yeah, and she she really only used it in the first episode before, right? Yeah, and that I feel like was sort of like in like as part of the intro, like bring you back, like hey, remember Anne has powers now? Yep. And like, I also like that like this is the end of the robot because I feel like if it was the secondary villain for this entire thing it would have gotten old very quick because it, yeah. no, it didn't have a personality yeah it, it was like fine having it come back a couple like a time or two but any more than that and it you're right it would definitely would have gotten old yeah also I like Andreas in this episode like he's mm-hmm. barely in it but he like 
something that we didn't talk about is what makes Andreas a good villain is that when the switch happens, it's not like he's a completely different character. He's the same guy. Like, he's still weird and goofy and joking. Yeah. But he's just... He's just an asshole now. Yeah, he, like, he's just revealed his true colors of, like, what his actual, you know, his schemes that he was so, so suspicious about for a while were. Like, like you're right, he wasn't really putting up a facade. Like, he was lying about being good, but, like, he wasn't, like, a completely different person. That's true. I see what you did with that true colors pun, you son of a bitch. That, was, <laughs> I, that wasn't even a pun, but I understand. <laughs> I understand your it, anger. But where does this episode go? Because it has, like, great action. But the B plot sucks. Mm-hmm. But the A plot's great. I feel like honestly, it's another it's another B B tier. I feel like lower B. I agree. I don't think it's as low as Temple Frogs. Uh huh. I think it's better than Adventure in Cat Setting. Maybe Contagion. I would put it under Ant Hunter. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, and it also introduces us to the best um, human character that isn't part of the family. Which mm-hmm. is what the next episode is about, Mr. X. I love Mr. X. Mr. He's so great. He is a surprisingly great character. Yeah, I, I was worried too because, like you said about the assassin frog, like I don't really know if they need a sec, like a secondary villain, but like he fills the role so well while sort of just being like uh, like a nuisance in the background, like. Uh, and also his character is just fucking awesome. so good his character is so funny and his little sidekick i can't remember i jenny, can't remember their name jenny jenny yeah. yes i love both of them i like that jenny never talks and all of their expression is done through like blushing and whatnot yeah i, know, I like how like Miss, mr x can somehow like he, tell what jenny is like saying without any sort of response whatsoever from jenny not like sign language or anything just doesn't say anything I know that's the best part. I also like we gotta we gotta talk about the fact that Mr. X is literally just RuPaul. <laughs> I fucking I remember hearing that RuPaul was gonna be in this season, and I was like, oh, th- he's gonna be voicing like a character or something. No, they just straight up put RuPaul in the fucking show as a like what is this title like an FBI specialist or something? Yeah, like an FBI specialist that focuses in extraterrestrials. Oh yeah yeah. And also, like, I get his rationale. Yeah. Because it makes sense. Like, you see frog creatures. you got to want to talk to them. Yeah, and you are probably going to think they're aliens, because what the fuck else would they be? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I also like that he's he rolls around on Heelys, first off. <laughs> like, tactical Heelys. Yeah, and but he's, like, legitimately a threat. Mm-hmm. He's not just played for laughs. He literally almost catches them in this episode, but only because of quick thinking by her parents are they able to get away. Oh yeah, it's like every episode with Mr. X, he's like extremely competent. It's just yeah, they like are able to outsmart him. Yeah, um barely though. I think that's yeah. the important thing. They barely outsmart him. Mm-hmm. I really like this episode i kind of want to put it in a tier i know it's just them going to the movies but everything with mr x is so good yeah i feel like, i feel like it yeah literally is an an a tier episode where does it go Wait, uh, i don't i think i think it's not as good as child of the spore but maybe mm-hmm. better than taking charge i agree with that yeah yeah i, I like child of the spore better child, child of the yeah spore. um it, 
Just, just so I remember, is this the one where they fake it out with like the frogs in the pet store? Yes. Yes. Okay. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they like trapped in the bathroom. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because it was like, the, yeah, like the 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 way that they get get away is like such a fucking close shave. It's like insane. Yeah. It's it's solely because her parents aren't able to get in con- like legitimately. Her parents were not able to get in contact with her, so they showed up. Mm-hmm. That's the only. If Anne picked up her phone, they probably would have been caught. Like, yeah. That's the sad part. That's the that's the good part. Is like, he's not Team Rocket. He is competent. Yeah, but I I um I, I actually like how like it sort of ties in from the last episode of like that's why her parents now need to know about like the threat because now like her parents are sort of on her side like helping her her and the planters. Yeah, exactly. Although in this time, the parents figure it out before she does. Oh yeah, Mr. X, Mr. X comes in to their restaurant. Which, by the way, I like how they never give him a name. He is just Mr. X. Yeah, that's all, that's all he needs, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally down with it. I like. Th- I think this is my favorite role RuPaul has been in. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know he was in Infinity Train for one episode. Mm-hmm. And he, he has RuPaul's Drag Race. But I like this better. <laughs> I mean, he's better uh, in this than as RuPaul. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh god. So the next episode, Sprig's birthday. This is the one with the clown balloon. Oh, okay, okay. Right, yeah, yeah, because they on the balloon trip. Yeah. So essentially, like Sprig it's is it Sprig and Anne's birthday? Or is um, it just Sprig's? No, it, it's just Sprig's, but Anne is like remembering her like past birthdays. Yeah. And and like she tries to give like the best birthday on earth mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a it's great like she takes him like everywhere they do everything together they even do like the cart thing that sasha made Anne do on mm-hmm. her birthday which i i like that throwback i thought that was funny yeah but the real central plot of this episode is when they get in the hot air balloon mm-hmm. which is shaped like a clown and they're like yeah there's high winds today we can't really take you up so they just steal the fucking balloon yeah they just steal it i I like the balloon attendant guy he's like what it's like ah shit he's like well i'm fired (laughs) yeah i love it and also i like how they just took a clown balloon (laughs) it's not just a clown balloon sam it is a nightmarish horrifying clown balloon it looks like the balloon that Stan made of his head in Gravity Falls. Yeah, it's like, I don't care if you have, like, a clown phobia or not. You will be fucking terrified of this balloon regardless. Oh my god, yeah. And the, the, I think what makes this episode is the comedy. It's not a great episode. It yeah. really isn't. Let's just say, I, like, I feel like the plot in this is kind of weak. It's another Sprig episode with a weak plot. Um, well, I would imagine that. <laughs> but yeah, no, like it, this episode is like definitely carried by the comedy. Like I said, like the like human characters in it, in it are just like so comedic. Um, I I feel like like even though it's sort of weaker and like I don't know the idea of like Anne really just wants to make this the best birthday ever is like a whatever storyline. Um, but yeah, like everything that happens is so fucking funny. It's sweet. It's sweet. It is sweet. Yeah, no, it's definitely sweet. But, like, I think it goes in the middle of C tier. I think, like, yeah, it's a C tier episode. I would, I, say like, I would say, like, high C, honestly, because, like, I, if it made us laugh that much, it's a high C episode. Because, like, um, 
everything that happens during the balloon chase is like really funny and also like i don't know it's like compelling it, it, it's like a fun part of the story like every single cutaway gag that they do works yeah i would say above Coralish pass yeah yeah i i think so Seriously, what is with the Sprig episodes? Legitimately, one, two, three, four of the ones in C tier are Sprig episodes. The besides Bessie and Michelangelo, the three bottom in C tier are Sprig episodes. Right. And there, there goes Sprig's birthday. Like, what is with them? I yeah. don't get it. And this is like maybe the best Sprig episode, at least so far. I think I the think. best Sprig episode is the next one, actually. Which is oh no, you're, you're totally right. I, I forgot this one happens, but even this one's not that great. Like <laughs> I kind of like I, it's like a completely like unnecessary silly episode, but it, it, I really like it. It's just a it's just superhero parody. Let's talk about Sprig, Spider Sprig. Yeah, <laughs> it's a superhero parody. It yeah, and Brad Garrett I think is the the guy in this. Is that one. the the villain? Yeah, mm. I think that's Brad Garrett. Yeah, which I I love him. I I do like though how the me- the takeaway message she has. Okay, the the idea is that Sprig watches superhero movies, like essentially Marvel movies, and decides that he wants to be Spider Man. Anne's, uh, Anne's dad shows a movie. Oh my god, we co- we totally forgot to mention they fuck over Anne's dad again in Sprig's oh, birthday. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> poor guy, he can't catch a break. They just leave him at the air balloon place. And oh he yeah, doesn't move. It's like why are they coming back? Yeah. Oh God, I feel uh, so bad for that. Yeah, man. but yeah. So Spring decides to become a vigilante slash Spider Man, um, and then like hilarity ensues. But I I do like how the sort of the takeaway from the episode. It's not like, uh, I don't know, like superhero movies are are dumb or whatever. It, it's like try and be realistically if you try and be a vigilante you'll just cause a lot of fucking property damage and in all these like stupid marvel movies they would just be causing a shit ton of property damage yeah yeah that is it yeah that's all they do is they just like destroy like half the city i was literally thinking like wow they are like really going above and beyond with literally destroying everything in their path and then they they bring it back to that later (laughs) yeah i really like how like the first time um spot sprig like First off, he's not even called Spider Sprig. He's called Frogman, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I like. But I also like he saves like a bus full of children, mm-hmm. which I, which he does well. So he gets the town on his side, and then this weird safety patrol dude on roller skates is like, "I want to be the hero." So he finds the arm of the of the, the assassin, the assassin robot. Yeah. And he just was like, I'm going to kill Sprig now. Like, that's just... <laughs> I, I want to kill this uh, seemingly human, this other person I want I want dead. Yeah. And I also, I can't, I couldn't tell if, like, Mary Jo was his daughter or not. I, I think she's his uh, granddaughter, I think. Okay. But, like, I, I kind of like how what happens at the end is like she almost dies and then she's like you guys are fucking morons look what you did yeah she's like pissed at both of them she's like it's like they're um i don't know like 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 larping or something except they destroyed half of the city block yeah it's like you fucking idiots i don't they're like she's like why did you do this 
And they then they spend the rest of the episode kind of fixing everything up, which I like. Yeah. I think I think it's like a mid B episode. It's yeah, yeah, it, it's a, it's a B episode. Um I, I guess I, I like Mary Jo, she's cool. She comes back later for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I'd say it goes like above best fronds, maybe. Yeah. It's because like I know we're dumbing this down to its base level, but it's actually like fun. I think that's just the good thing about this episode. It's fun. Yeah, I I, I like all the the fun stuff that happens in the episode. Mhm. All right, Olivia and Yunin. Oh hell yeah! I think top of A tier. I was saying, is this an S tier? I really I gonna, like this episode. I want to I want to put it like above Wally and Anne. Yeah, I'm good with that. This oh, is a good okay. ass episode. Yeah, uh, it's all. It's also, uh, by the way, fucking nightmarish. Oh my god! I think that's why we like it so much. Yeah. Okay, even it's... before you get to the very end, though, it's still nightmarish. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, it's another amphibia episode, clearly, and it focuses on Olivia and Yunin. If you couldn't tell from the title, essentially they're given orders from Andreas, and it's like the last straw. Like they're told to basically like, just like subjugate everybody and they're like we can't do this we yeah gotta, we gotta figure out a way to get rid of him and also again andreas excellent in this episode and if they don't listen to you give them a stern talking to now nah, i'm kidding kill them like <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's so, like oh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding just, just fucking murder but yeah I, it it's like it what andreas tells them to do is like personally offensive to both of them like for olivia like she really cares about the planet and he's telling her to fucking gut it basically yeah and for Yunin, she's he's like just just uh, kill everybody like yeah i know you swore to protect them but kill them and they're just like we can't but we're not smart enough to do it alone we need marcy she's the only one to ever beat him in this in chess essentially mm-hmm. they call it flipperwort but it's actually chess it, it's just chess yeah yeah and like I'm just remembering in the first temple, temple when, like, she finds out the temple's cheating and, like, the reaction is like, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, my God. But, like, so they go save Marcy and then they're confronted by their worst nightmare. Yeah, literally each of their worst nightmares shows up. Mm-hmm. And also, it's fucking horrifying. I love how when they wake up Marcy, she's essentially drunk. Yeah. General Yulan, Olivia, Yuhu. <laughs> I love that. It, like, Yulan's just slapping her, and Olivia just pours tea, and it's like... It's so funny, yeah. man. Also, I, I don't know how much time they'd had before, but the dynamic between Olivia and Yunan is, is fucking awesome. I'm, I'm glad that they, they, like, really develop it this season, but I don't know if it was around before. Um, but it, it's, yeah. like, really great. No, there's a there's a reason people ship these two characters. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's because they do have excellent chemistry. One's an idiot and one's a smartass, but like they work. It's like Jake and Amy in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. It's like we don't need Marcy. I am plenty smart. She almost cuts her face off. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, the nightmare sequence of this episode is really what sets it apart. Like, yeah, and then they overcome it by realizing that it's fucking mysterio from spider-man 2 yeah exactly it's like like olivia's mom turns into this nightmare eldritch monster yeah but why they decide to do that that was fucked up yeah i also really like that union's biggest fear are grub hogs yeah 
And it's for a perfectly valid reason. I had a bad experience, okay? Leave me alone. Just let, just let me just let me have this. It's so fucking funny, man. And um the nightmare and Sasha creature. That was Oh god, that yeah. was something. Uh but what I think what really separates this episode is as they're about to leave the basement, Andreas comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he was preparing Marcy for something, and he just had to speed up the clock because of what they did. Mm-hmm. And essentially, there's something called the Core, which is like a collection of all the past leaders of Amphibia. And they wanted a body, so they chose Marcy. Yeah. And holy shit. <laughs> I don't know how they're allowed to do that like possession scene on TV, because that is like... Honestly, compared to the Marcy, like, quote-unquote death scene, and I know that's, like, more violently graphic, but I think the possession scene is way fucking worse. That's, like, way more traumatic. It's way creepier. It's way creepier. Also, the fucking, like, the voice actress, the, like, blood-curdling scream that she lets out is goddamn horrifying. Oh, my God. That scream haunts my nightmares. Like, also, I when, like, the helmet is coming down... Like, you could see her look to Olivia and Yunen in, like, a help, please, but they just can't... It's even so horrific that Andreas can't even watch. Oh, yeah. Well, you also see that, like, Andreas genuinely cares about Marcy, too. Like, like, despite that he's dedicated towards, like, whatever his goal is, like, you can see that he genuinely uh, cares about Marcy as a person, and, like, he doesn't like doing this. It's it's the same with, um, in True Colors, when he was like, look what you made me do. That's like sounded very genuine in true colors it didn't in this it felt genuine well i, I feel like it, it might not seem genuine because he like seemed more angry than anything but you could like yeah. sort of get that there was emotion behind it yeah like he didn't want to mm-hmm. but like oh my god it's the it's everything it's the scream it's like the flashing of her like convulsing in the chair oh yeah yeah. like you know that they were like kind of worried about what they were getting with because they like cut away to show like the shadow of her of like the helmet coming down and then like like you said like the her like limbs convulsing is awful yeah when she wakes up like her body like is cracking and moving in an unnatural way it's so creepy i love this core character like Mm -hmm. it's a great villain Right, and we had only seen it, like, very, very shortly beforehand, but, like, it's so, like, right off the bat, it's so fucking intimidating. Yeah, and it's just, like, it's horrific, because it takes one of our favorite characters and just uses her like a puppet. Yeah, it's like, ah, oh, we just got her back! Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a great episode. And speaking of not great episodes... Uh-huh. Ooh, speaking of the worst episode in season three... Yeah, Hollywood Hot Pop. Hey, yeah, remember remember the the theater episode of uh, from season two? Did you want do you want a second one? Did you want a worse one? Did you want one that's definitely going like below Truck Stop Polly? <laughs> yeah, this episode is is not good. I I don't care about like anything that happens in this episode. I really don't. Like I I know I is it Wallace Shaw who's the voice of the guy? I, yeah, I I like that guy's voice. The guy from um fucking what's Princess called Princess Bride. Yeah, Princess Bride inconceivable yeah he's cool i i don't like his character though like i really like his voice and like he's cool for being in this show but i don't like his character it's like he's just a nice dude yeah he's just a nice guy 
I like how I like how that like I would kept expecting him to turn on Hop Hop, but no, he's just a nice dude. So essentially, Hop Hop becomes famous, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. And yeah. it attracts it attracts Mr. X again, which is a plus, which is why this goes high in D tier. That's true. Yeah, Mr. X being in it definitely improves it. But like, Anne was like, with Mr. X following us, you cannot be doing this you really gotta stop he's going to find us if you keep showing your face everywhere and then he becomes fucking famous like why uh, yeah it's, it's another episode of like hot pop seemingly being dumbed down where he's just like oh i don't i don't actually care about that like whatever and he doesn't realize learned, until the end you learned about movies mm-hmm. with Anne. like you should know what's going on i don't know it's just not good and the humor is not even that good in this episode either because the entire time, I just kind of felt bad for the other dude. Like, yeah. Pop kind of took his break. Yeah, like, he, he's a super nice guy, but, yeah, it kind of sucks what happened to him. I, I guess I guess it all is well that ends well. He got good karma in the end. But still, it kind of sucks. And, yeah, like, there's not really that much humor or, like, anything really memorable about this episode. It's just meh. Yeah. But the next episode, I actually really like. I think it goes in A tier. Mm-hmm. If you give a frog a cookie, which I think is a very weird title for this episode. I, I like the title. Do you know the If You Give a Mouse a Cookie books? Familiar with no. Uh, that would probably make what? more sense if, if you do what those were. What are they? What are they? They're like like children's books. It's basically, like, um, it, it's basically the idea of the episode of like if you like give a little bit, then like they'll want more. Basically, that, that's, oh. that's a general idea. Oh, wait. I have heard of these books. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just forgot what the name was. Yeah, if you give a mouse a cookie. I remember I had it, and there was, like, a little, like, fo- like felt cookie that was attached to it that you could, like, take off. It's cool. Mm. I like this episode because, like, it advances the plot a lot. A lot, yeah. It basically, like, gives them a way to go home. Mm-hmm. And um, it also has an Owl House reference, which these two shows really like referencing each other. They're the two two good Disney shows that are on right now, so let them have it. Yeah. And I I don't know what it is about this episode. I think it's just because, like, everything in it is very interesting. Like, the location they go to, like, the science zone is really interesting. Yeah. The the quote-unquote villain of the episode is kind of funny. Like, she just wants everything named after her. Yeah, her, like flaw is that she's just like an egomaniacal scientist who's been forced to do this like i don't know like kids science zone which honestly seems pretty fun i mean they make it seem like a nightmare with the kids but like it seems pretty cool to have that job yeah i would love that job and like i i can't remember this other scientist name like the 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 helper's name blue, blue hair girl uh sadie from steven universe you mean yeah sadie from steven universe and I, I really like her, too. I like when she and Anne teams up. I wish yeah. we got more of them together. Yeah, I'm glad she comes back in later episodes, but, yeah, I wish we got more of her until before, like, the end of the episode, pretty much. Yeah, and, like, it's also just really funny. It's, like, um, there's one part where they're, like, is that really Amphibia? And you just see this praying mantis eat a bird, and they're, like, yep. Oh, yep, what else could it be? <laughs> yeah. I also like the part where it's like do you really want to throw your career away over them and it's just frank like the the evil scientist just breathing heavily <laughs> she's just like yeah <laughs> like yeah yeah i don't really want to do this anymore yeah 
I don't know where this goes, honestly, because I can't remember much from it. I can't remember a ton either. I, I like how they get rid of um, the evil scientist by like giving her food and and just sticking the children on her. <laughs> Release the children. I, I like in the show, um, in this episode and the um, the mall one, they successfully show kids like small children for what they are, which is nightmares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend's a teacher. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> she is well aware. Yeah, I remember we saw those episodes and she went, accurate. Those, that was her only response. <laughs> oh, it was really funny. Yeah, I, I thought I the, know, like, but... like the, the snack joke was kind of like dumb in the beginning, but it, I don't know, it, it, I, I thought it worked that they brought it back at the end. I don't know, because I say I like this episode, but we can't remember anything from yeah, it. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of a mid-episode then. But w- I think it should go in C tier, solely because we can't remember anything. Sure. We're, all right, I'll put it below New Wartwood. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Because it's not, like, like underwhelming. It's good, but we just mm. can't, like, remember. Yeah, we honestly, like, it didn't leave that much of an impact, I guess. Yeah. Froggy Little Christmas. Right, Speaking Christmas of episodes special. that I don't like. You don't like this episode? I don't like this episode. I think it was a weird way to end season one at 3A. It's really weird. Oh, wait, was this the end of it? I because I, I watched it like the season three part A whatever. Um, after the fact, it, was this the end of it? Yeah, it's really weird, right? Yeah, that that's really weird because like I, I thought that it ended at um, Escape, Escape to Amphibia to Amphib- the next episode. No, yeah. that would have no, made a lot more started. sense. Yeah, it really would have. What is it? <laughs> I guess that's like, why it bothers me. <laughs> They should, uh, I don't know, maybe it was like an even split and they wanted to get the Christmas episode in around Christmas, but like, they should have just made it uneven at that point then, because like, it makes a lot more sense to be Skip to Infidia. I just don't, like, you, you, I, I get it, you wanted one more adventure with Anne and her family, mm-hmm. but like, you, you take away from the plot and it's a Christmas episode, and I'm just like, uh. Yeah, it, it, it just feels very weird because like, like you said, like, it, it very much derails it, especially when... The one before was like the portal and it, it progressed the plot a lot and then the next one goes back to the portal so it feels like uh it, it just feels like disconnected like it just feels like they want to shove this christmas episode in and they could have done it like at, at any time in the season yeah also the fact that it's 20 minutes yeah yeah it's also a longer episode like the um the halloween one but it's, i don't but, know but the halloween one like I like that one. Yeah, it was a nice little, like, side stories episode, whereas this is, like, trying to be, like, a huge, like, everybody come together episode. And there are some nice moments. I like that, like, Anne genuinely wants to do this, like, really, really nice thing for her family. And yeah, she's, she's like, so dedicated to it and puts so much work into it. That's there's cool. There's nice moments. There's nice moments, but I'm also, like, you could have just had this be a nice episode. You didn't need to throw Andreas in. Yeah, and it didn't really need to be a double episode. Yeah, like, think about it. It could have just been Anne going and making the float and then just learning that Christmas is about helping those around you and being with your family. But no, it's like, Sprig is like, I have to find you the perfect gift, and like, Hop Pop and Polly don't know what it's about, so they're constantly going around asking. Oh, yeah, all of the, like, non-A plots are, like, not great. Like, yeah, for some reason it's, like, a musical too, and, like... I, I, I don't love the song. It's okay. It's not a musical. They just were like, we got Rebecca Sugar. And- oh, yeah. 
Should we have Rebecca Sugar sing a Rebecca Sugar song? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we gotta. I don't... I, I really think this episode would be a little bit better for me if they didn't keep cutting back to fucking Rebecca Sugar. Yeah, it, it, it's just, like, every part of it feels really disconnected. Like I said, the sprig and, uh, like, the planter family part doesn't isn't really great. Uh, I like mm-hmm. the main story, even though it's, like, very disconnected. And then even the Andreas thing is just kind of, like, weird. Yeah. Also, like, seriously, who the fuck, why the fuck would you ever design a robot that you need a headset to wear. Yeah, because it's VR. It's, it's like a VR reference. But, yeah, um, like, in theory, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. You basically had those that worked autonomously. In no, the, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I guess it's it's the idea of, like, uh, he, he can do a better job controlling it than the AI can, I guess, is the idea. But, like, I don't know. It, it like... The conflict in this episode is a really weird, like, villain of the week thing, which Amphibia usually doesn't really do, or hasn't this season, at least. Yeah. Like, I like the joke when, like, he takes over Santa Claus and, like, um, and, like, gets stabbed with the tree. And the kid's like, is Santa gonna be okay? And his dash is like, no. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I like that joke. Yeah, no, like, the, the, like mental like imagery of like the fucking santa being evil and like going on a rampage is really funny i don't know just the episode is weird i also like ann's dad that does doesn't get shafted in this episode yeah thank god but like besides those three things i'm not a fan of this one i really am yeah yeah and like you said it, it felt like it didn't need to be a double episode like there's just it's what seems like a lot of filler like they were just told to make this a double episode because it's a holiday mm-hmm. one i kind of want to put it in c tier we can we can say c like I, I like a lot of parts of it but i feel like overall it's pretty weak i'll put it a below scavenger hunt sure because like again you said there are really nice moments in it like anything with Anne and her family is really nice but mm-hmm. everything around it sucks and escape that. to amphibia where it fucking should have ended but apparently that's where it, it came back to yes I hated that so much. That's really dumb. I really like this episode. I, 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 I like this episode a lot. Like we like we've been saying, this would have been a fantastic way to wrap up the human world stuff. It sh- obviously should have been that, but like as it stands, it's still a fantastic way to wrap up the human world stuff. It just like timeline wise, it feels weirder. It's so much weirder when you're not shotgunning it. Yeah, especially because like everything comes together, like. Um, all of the friends that they've made in the human world, even fucking Hop Pop lookalike guy for some godforsaken reason. Um, but you got like the, the yeah. mechanics, you got um, Mary Jo. You got Mary Jo, you got the museum assistant, like you got everybody comes together, her parents, like everything. The and then, yeah, and then the main antagonist is Mr. X, like, which, like, you know, who for the human yeah. world, that was the main antagonist. Yeah, which we love. Exactly. And. Uh, like he has so much time in the, in this episode, and like really brings it up a lot. Mm-hmm. Being like a also, like goofy hammy villain, it's so good. Yeah, I, I also like in this episode he is successful. Yeah, like and it's like not twice. like a yeah, it's not like a, a oh this is cheap. It's like a no, he clearly worked hard and deserved that. Like yeah, and also had like the full resources of the FBI. It's like yeah, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I also, like, really like how, like, Anne kind of needs to be rallied in this. Like, yeah. like, 
you are just a kid. You are not even worth my time. And everyone kind of has to remind her, like, because she, he's right. But everyone has to remind her, you might be a kid, but look at everything you've done. Like, yeah. Except in the Christmas episode. We're going to forget about that and never mention it again. <laughs> Don't worry about that one. Yeah. But, like, I also really like the escape and and the re- the big reference in this episode. Which one is that? Oh, the oh, re- the reference. The Rogue One reference. Yeah. I didn't even realize the fucking setup for that joke until it happened with the, the toy lightsabers. Yeah, that was the best part was they set it up at the beginning of the episode. And you're like, okay, that was just a funny little like like throwaway reference. Like, like you know, there's toys and shit at Costco, I get it. But then, yeah, the way they bring it back is so excellent. Yeah, and the fact that they reference that of everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, it's a, just... what a niche thing that is like so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just like, Anne standing at the end of a hall and then turns on the red laser sword. And you, all of a sudden, she just wrecks shop, and we're like, I'm just sitting there like, they really did this, didn't they? Yeah, they did a Rogue One Darth Vader reference. Uh, and then I love the, like, one guard, like, screaming for his life, and they're like, dude, you just, you just open the door, it's like a pole door. Yeah, yeah dude, it, it, was, it was a pole, man. Like, <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. And also, I like that, like, at the end of the episode, it's like, we still don't have enough power, and Anne finally learns to control her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, like, like activate it on command. Well, quote-unquote control it. We'll get to that. Yeah. But, like, I really like this episode. And the way it ends on such, like, a cliffhanger, that would have been a good break for the mid-season. But, new. But, you know, we couldn't have nice things because of the Christmas episode. <laughs> God damn it, I hate that fucking Christmas episode. It sucks so bad. Oh, God. Anyways, where does this go? I feel like this is like a good, a, like a high A tier, I feel like. We haven't had many A tiers, honestly, yeah. this season. There's been a lot stuck in B, uh, but I, this is like definitely an A tier episode. I, I would say like high A, honestly. I, 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 I like this episode a lot. I would agree. I think it goes above Toadcatcher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do like Toadcatcher a lot. This is a great episode, but I think this is better. Yeah. It is just nice to see everyone come back. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like we said, it's like a great wrap-up. Mm-hmm. It, 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 is, it is stupid, though. Like, um, so there's, like, when they're sneaking into the, the base, they're like, all right, so we need to do this, like, distraction and, like, make it past the guards. And then the rest of us will just sneak through a fence, so that didn't matter at all. Yeah, I don't... That didn't matter at all, did it? No, it, it was the sole thing that the Hot Pop lookalike die guy did the entire episode, and it was just, like, a reason for him to be there. Yeah. Mary Jo did less. Yeah, that's true. Uh, even the even the food truck guy comes back with this truck. That's true. Yeah, Mary Jo's just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alright. Commander Ann. I like this episode a lot, actually. I, I like this episode a lot too. I feel like the like, like the a- action and this and the stuff that happens in it is is good. I feel like the like lesson that's trying to do. It's like you get it. Like I, I you get it from the fucking first time that they do it, and that but they just like keep hammering the lesson home. Hmm. Yeah, I really don't. 
Although I, 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 I really guess don't. they kind of like acknowledge that in the episode too, because Anna's like, like fucking, I get it. I shouldn't be the commander. It should, it should be you. Um, yeah. I lost my words there for a you second. Get, yeah, I, you're lost in the I sauce. Just, like my brain just shut down. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, like you get the you get what the lesson is within the first like minute. Yeah. But like, yeah, I kind of get it also because like. Sasha is trying to be a better person, and in yeah. her mind, this is the way to do it. Yeah, she's like, I, she's like, this is the right thing. This should be the right thing. Why isn't it working? And like, I, I guess I get why she's so stubborn about it, like because of her reasoning at the end. But it's it's just sort of like I don't. Know, they didn't need to do it. Have like five scenes of like things messing up because Anne is a capable leader, and like also Anne is a capable leader. I don't know why they just like decide that's not the case this episode. Yeah. I guess the reason is because, like, things are so different that, like... Mm-hmm. Like, things are so different, it's like she um, doesn't know the lay of the land anymore. Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Like, 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 you know, they have all these battle plans and everything. Also, we didn't even mention this episode introduces Buff Lago. Oh my god, Buff Lago. I love God, Buff he's Lago. so good. <laughs> I... I remember, like, when everyone showed up wearing the helmets, I kind of could nail down who everyone was, except for him. And then he took off the helmet, and I was like, what the fuck? No fucking way. <laughs> Dude, Buff Loggle is awesome. It instantly bring this, brings this episode up, like, already from the fucking start. It really does. And I just like how, like, apparently he just, like, is is just awesome like that yeah like, he's like yeah i just uh after the fucking calamity started i decided to start working out yeah and, and i now i'm just a monster yeah oh god i think this goes in s tier for that alone <laughs> just for buff loggle yes for buff loggle um no in reality it probably goes like b tier b for buff loggle i'll go with that yeah b for buff i think it goes like probably above the shut-in uh yeah yeah that's like that's good. It is really nice, but you know what's not nice? Mm-hmm. It's Brivy. Yeah. So now that in like the second half of season three, I feel like it, it like once they get back and you have escape to amphibia, I feel like it slows down a lot because you get you suddenly have like much more episodic, um, like structure. When like it felt like it was building a lot, and it's like. I feel like there should be the much bigger threat, but they're just kind of, like, wandering around on, on journeys now. Well, essentially what the rest of this episode, the rest of the season is, is build up for the last three Yeah, episodes. it's, like, all preparing. Yeah. Which I don't, like, I know people don't like, I'm okay with that. Like, it, like, because I get what they're doing, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I, I don't dislike it. It's just, like, it feels like it's slowed down a lot, for sure. Um, but I think this episode in particular, with Sprivey, is, is annoying. Bad. Yeah. It's very bad. And would you look at that, another Sprig episode. Well, this isn't just a Sprig episode, this is a Sprivey episode. Yeah, but, like... Yeah, I know, it's a Sprig uh... episode. It's a spring episode, and I'm going to put it in D tier, and it's going to stay in D tier. Yeah. I think it's the best of the D tier episodes. Yeah, I, I think so. Because, like, there's, there's nice stuff, and I like the you know, the other two characters. Um, the, the, uh, Stumpy. Yeah, Stumpy and Haircutting Woman. I don't remember her. Yeah. 
I don't remember her either. I think this was the first episode she was in. It, it felt like it. Um, but yeah, this is another one where it's like, like yeah, I get it. You, you know exactly what the deal is from the beginning. And then, but I think this one is way more annoying than last episode. Oh, absolutely. This one is just like... Because Sprig and Ivy basically derail everything just because they don't want to be apart for, like, three seconds. Yeah, this also, like... It's like, it weirdly regresses both of their characters because they're such a, like, annoying couple now. And, like, I, I, I did like the beginning when, like, everyone is fucking annoyed with them. Like, I, I thought that was re- a really funny joke. Yeah. Um, everyone's like, oh, they're cute. And then they quickly go to... It's like, so oh, god fucking damn. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really, really funny. Yeah. And, like... Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's just annoying. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's move on. Knowing episode. Yeah. Um. Sasha's Angels, which I guess is a Charlie's Angels reference. Yeah. It's weird. Weird reference. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. So like, um. In this episode, it's all about Toadie being forced to adjust to the new world. Uh-huh. Which is a really weird plot. It's a really weird it's plot. It's a really weird plot. And, like, I don't know why Toadie specifically, because, like, I don't think he does anything in the rest of the show. It's just a no. Toadie-centric episode for some reason. Yeah, I don't really get it either. But, like, um... So... Essentially... Every they like she sends her elite squad, which includes Buff Loggle, Maddie, Miss mm-hmm. Croker, and for some reason Toadie, to um go take out these marauders that are working for King Andreas. And yeah. Fuck fucking hell! I forgot to turn the light on my room before we started again. It's like pitch black in here. Anyways, so <laughs> um, it turns out they're led by Barry, the guy from Cursed. Yeah, I did not remember him, to be honest. Yeah. It's the Candyman, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, basically, Tony just accepts that you gotta get dirty in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny, but it's not great. It's not. Yeah, it's, a, it's I don't know, it's a kind of mid-episode. I, uh, I, I, I do it. like the, the Sasha and Anne cutaways are like the best parts of the episode honestly oh absolutely it's them trying to work out the what little baggage they have left mm-hmm. and it's 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 and realizing that sasha knows and trusts them now mm-hmm. like they, they are not the same she is not the same anymore oh yeah i, I like how like she sort of like and sort of understands that like sasha isn't going in to save them not because like she's like oh like cut your losses like the old sasha would have been it's because she trusts them like you said yeah which I really like. I think that, like, bumps it up a little bit in my mind. Yeah. But it, I don't think it goes above yeah. C tier. I'd say, like, high C, maybe. Uh, it go, it's better than Froggy Little Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's better than Froggy Little Christmas. So I'm gonna, I want to put Froggy Little Christmas lower. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking hate that episode. I don't like Christmas specials, that, man. That's understandable. That's They're reasonable. so fucking annoying <laughs> every time. Ugh. Alright, Ulm Town Road, which is by far the best title. Incredible title. <laughs> the best title in the entire fucking mm-hmm. show. Also, not a good episode. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if the Ulm stuff needed to be two episodes. We'll get into the next uh, Ulm episode. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I feel like the Olms are fucking assholes for no reason. Yeah, yeah, it is. Although it does give a chance to show how much Sasha grow has grown. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, it basically brings, like I said, everything in the show comes back. So mm-hmm. it brings back the the, the creatures from the from Quarrelers past, and essentially it also brings in like a Donald Trump esque leader. Yeah, yeah, she's like fucking see no evil. Um, I don't know how like they. She's like. She's like, it's all fake news. You put it there. I don't like it. Like, yeah. Like, I, I get what they're doing she with, even like, has the... the or- she even has the orange frills. Yeah. Yeah, I get what they're doing with, like, the, the like, leader. Like, the society, like, doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't recognize the bad things happening around them. Fucking climate change allegory, blah, blah, blah. Like, it feels weird in this case because it's, like, literally you could, like, you could have someone just, just look or, like... I don't know. It, it 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 feels weird when like literally the fucking earth is crumbling below them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's whatever. It's sort of like a Majora's Mask when they're holding a party while the moon is falling. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's just like they're all in denial for some reason, mm-hmm. and for some reason like everyone in this every every Ulm is just an asshole. Yeah, I mean, everyone just a piece of shit to them for some reason. I think it's worse than Sasha's angel. I think it's. I, I hate to say this. I think it might be worse than Froggy Little Christmas. Damn. Sorry, you had to admit that. I had to admit something is worse than Froggy Little yeah. Christmas. But like, I I put it like Ballad of Hapadaya Planter level. Yeah, sure. I put it above that. Okay, uh-huh. at least it furthers the plot a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and, and I like the Olms are cool creatures. Yeah, especially the Mother Olm, mm-hmm. which is the main focus of the next episode. Which I actually really like this episode. I like this episode a lot better. I feel like okay, so the the main plot is that they have to help Mother Ohm remember the prophecy uh, because yeah. I, I, guess, I guess there's some big prophecy. Yeah, which they they have mentioned that there's a prophecy yeah. several times. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to do it, they like have to go inside her head. Yeah, to like massage her brain with brain juice to like help her be able to remember the prophecy. Um, yeah. Also, Mother Elm was played by Whoopi Goldberg, which is fucking awesome. That's so cool. Whoopi for the win. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mother Elm is like really, really great. She's like definitely way better than any of the other dickhead Olms. Yeah. I don't know why she's not leading the Olms. Yeah. Uh, I just because she's like five million years old. Yeah. I also really like how like every time she starts up the prophecy, like people like the music plays and the things change, and then she's like. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, it's like the music swells and everything, and, like, she gets all epic. Yeah, it is It is really cool. And, like, I also really like the the journey inside her head is fucking disgusting. It's, yeah, it's so gross, but it's really funny. Also, I, I like how they're like, oh, you know, the doctor used to help me. He just disappeared one day. <laughs> At the end of the episode, they find this fucking skeleton in her brain. Yeah. He just so died fucked. in there. He just fucking dies uh uh where does it go um i feel like this is like a i don't know a high b tier episode i i kind of i kind of like this i like it better than after the rain honestly yeah i'm good with that yeah um speaking of the only other good spring episode Uh uh-huh grimes people yeah well this episode's good because grimes is also in it and he can he can counteract the badness of every spring episode 
This is very true. I love Grimes so much. He's so good. I, I love everything. I love the line of this episode when he's like, how did you beat me? Yeah. He's so fucking pissed about that. He really is. And I would be too. But like, I also like, like, it's a very stock standard episode. Uh-huh. But it's also really funny because Grime is just such a good character. Yeah, I also like, uh, I don't know, like, the way that Sprig and Grime get kind of, like, closer. It, it, I don't know, like, I like the, was it wrestling match? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it's a really cool setup. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have much else to, there's not a lot to say about a lot of these ending episodes. Yeah. Honestly. Like, I feel like we can rush through a few of them mm-hmm. because it's getting we're, we're getting up there yeah and, and, and like we said it, it, it's really just build up yeah so i think grimes people goes like maybe mid b mm-hmm. i think above end of the year yeah i'm good with that um the root of evil it just basically brings back apothecary gary yeah uh, i like apothecary gary but this like this cult episode is really Nah, I, I I thought Apothecary Gary would have a cooler comeback, but I, I feel like they kind of ran out of time before they could bring him back. Now they have to like yeah. progress to the main story, and they don't have much to do with him. I don't know. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. I feel like this is a well, C tier episode, honestly. Oh, I absolutely agree. I think it's better than Sasha's Angels. Yeah, I agree. But, but like, yeah, it's not that great. Uh, Speaking of great, though. Mm-hmm. Which I would give it, like, low S tier. Core and the King. Oh my god, what a good episode. My Literally, my only complaint about this episode is I wish there was more of it. I wish it was, like, split into two episodes. I think it's better than Handy Ann. I'm gonna put it above that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wish, I wish it was, like, a full thing. Essentially, um, while, like, we meet Darcy, which mm-hmm. is Dark Marcy, which I fucking love. <laughs> I love the Core. In, in Marcy's body. The core is fucking great. Yeah. And, like, it is just... It just shows us Andreas' backstory and why he is the way he is, and I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you absolutely understand where he comes from. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah also- no, no, like... Whereas Andreas, like, definitely just seemed more like an unredeemable, like, just horrible fucking person, um, like, most of the show so far, he absolutely gets redeemed, like, quite a bit through, like, understanding what his story is, for sure. Yeah, like, realizing, like, his dad was a piece of shit, Mm -hmm. and he thought his best friends in the world betrayed him. Yeah. It really, it really does make a lot of sense, and it's a, and Dipper's in this episode as Beryl. Oh, Dipper's Barrel. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And, I don't know, it's just a great episode all around. Yeah. But the next three episodes, I think, all, like, go in, like, descending order, honestly. Um, honestly, I, I feel like the, so, next three are Newts and Pants, Fight or Flight, and then the Three Armies. I like the Three Armies best, I think, because it's the most story-related. Yeah, but it's also just like everyone's arguing. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's a it's an annoying episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all three of them like, aren't great. I, actually, no, I, I like Fight or Flight the best. Actually, out of all of them. Me too, because it brings back Domino too. Yeah, and it and everyone like gets obsessed with the cuteness. I, I love everyone like, getting like sucked in by the fucking by the cuteness. It's really funny. But like, I'm we're, I'm gonna rapid fire these so we don't go too much over. Mm-hmm. 
But so I think it goes Newts and Tights mm-hmm. is the worst, then three armies, then fight or flight. They're all C tier, but they're and below Sasha's Angels, but they're they're decent. Yeah. I also like Fight or Flight better than Sasha's Angels, I think. I'll 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 agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Alright. Oh god. We're at an hour and twenty five in, man. Fuck. Can we do the finale? <laughs> Can we? The, the I don't three think... finale episodes? The, fuck, this is going to take so long to do these three, dude. Oh my god. Are, should we just end it here? Do we have to stop it again? Week? No, dude! Do we have I to think do we, this again? We gotta. You, we gotta, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? We gotta, dude. I can't believe... Why is this the tier list that's breaking us? It's, it's do, fucking doing us in. We couldn't do one season. Oh my god! This is ridiculous! This is- this is fucking insane. I- like, I want to do them. Mm -hmm. But it's 8.30. And we both have shit to do. Yeah. We- alright, we gotta save it for next time. Oh my god. I cannot fucking believe it. I can't believe this. We texted each other like, there's no way we're gonna not finish this. (laughs) There was a way. There was definitely a way. All right, we'll talk about the finale next week. God fucking damn it. We'll talk about the finale next week. Mm -hmm. Until then, thanks for stopping by and get out of our house. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, fuck this. God damn it. God damn it.